I'm Alan Watt, standing in for John Statmiller, who's up in New Hampshire with the Browns, and he'll be uh, reporting more on this tomorrow, I'm sure. I've been filling in, talking about how old this particular system is. This system that was designed over 500 years ago, at least in the open, that came out then, talking about uh, a world to come, at least part of this planning, part of this stage of a world to come, followed by this mystical almost future that they envisaged in the 1500s of a transformation into a new type of order, an order which really would be based on feudalism. Now, Professor Carol Quigley, in his book Tragedy and Hope, mentions, now he was the historian for the Council on Foreign Relations, which is the American branch of the Royal Institute for International Affairs, the big movers and shakers towards this global government system. And Quigley said that... uh, um, he gave the real history, he filled in all the blanks between the various wars uh, done through the centuries to show not only a pattern with a definite direction in mind and an end goal, but all the whys, the men who played their hands in it, who financed it, and who were the winners, who benefited from them all, and uh, what their final goal would be. He said, eventually the world is to be ruled on a public-private partnership basis. This is written in the 1960s, remember, Tragedy and Hope. They said the new system will be a feudal system, a feudal system where uh, the new overlords, the new barons of the system will be the CEOs of international corporations. People have been trained to believe that the big international corporations are independent from each other and nothing is further from the truth at the top there is no competition there's cooperation we find if you go back into the the, the, the literature written during the Cold War from governments they said that science would win the Cold War and so they put so much of your tax money and they love wars for that purpose into research and development to find bigger, better weapons and satellites in space that would eventually control us on Earth. Uh, This has uh, happened. Uh, So therefore, um, science would win. You cannot share scientific secrets uh, with, with independent corporations. You just simply dish out them all the same technology at the same time. Back in a minute. Get ready for Real Talk Radio. You're listening to the National Intel Report with your host, John Statmiller. financing from taxation. It's a time 
when people don't mind being taxed, the oldest trick in the book is that we need all this money to defend you. That's why they always need enemies. And in a time of a global government, they know that when you run out of enemies, you must create enemies within your neighbor, yourself, or whomever. They'll do just, just fine. So therefore, the research and development and the sciences you'll find have been led by the military-industrial complexes of the big uh, countries of Europe and the United States combined together. You cannot keep secrets in a modern society. It's impossible. That goes, too, for little terrorist groups in the planet. All the stuff with Ben Laden hiding out in a cave is utter nonsense. The, the intent of this whole war was to change society, to change the world, into the next phase of the new world order as an ongoing process. So the sciences are not in competition. The companies are not in competition. At the top, you'll notice when even the, the XP uh, the computer was phased out, it went out overnight in most places when the new Vista came in and all the major brands were there equipped with it. They're all working in cooperation that the Vera chip implant that they want everyone to take, and they're already giving it to youngsters in different countries to get into nightclubs. It's great how sex not only sells, they use the drives of the young uh, to get them into the very hot nightclubs, and they don't mind getting a chip. They can be programmed with so much uh, money, and it's deducted when you swipe your arm at the bar. Uh, that's how easy it is to induce young people into giving up more and more freedoms and rights. The Verachip company you will find if you dig in far enough is a legitimate company like most of the big ones are, but they're also not just fronts for the CIA and the NSA. To maintain power, you would not allow independent companies to go off in their own directions. Therefore, you make sure that you fund into existence the biggest companies and corporations and therefore they're under the umbrella control of a central head, a central authority and that's what science is all about that's what the big scientific companies and all the electronic companies are all about last week I gave a talk on one of my, my cutting through the matrix sites and on this very topic uh, you find that the, the companies like Hitachi and Sony and all the biggies, the, things, the, the ones that you think are there to give you entertainment machines are, are all cooperating down the, the line of uh, implants and brain chips. What a coincidence. It's only a coincidence to those who haven't been following their history while they actually live through it. And that goes for most people. You know, in a time of change, you don't allow the public to breathe easy. In fact, if you go through every generation for over a hundred years, you'll find that, that no one's been born to live in peace, but never had a peaceful life. If it's not an overt physical war, it's a cold war. If it's not a cold war, it's a depression or an economic crisis. It's one thing after another, because we're supposed to be the sheep, you see, who are given these good shepherds down through history. Well, sheep have one purpose, and that's to be fleeced by the owners of the sheep, the shepherd. And
recommend that you be fed as mutton to them as well. That's your purpose as far as the elite see you. That's why you call yourself sheep in churches. And a sheep is the stupidest animal you could ever meet. So I'd advise everyone to stop calling themselves sheep following the shepherd. Yeah, I'd take a better animal with some guts. This is a system in which we live. We've even been conditioned through words. We even call ourselves sheep in churches to de dehumanize us to that extent through psycholinguistics. We call our children kids. Another term promoted to us, children has gone out of vogue for some reason. But again, it's a dehumanized term. It's an animal, a young animal. It's not human. And what was it they said years ago by Lenin? They would use new words to confuse the public and split the generations and split the families. Well, guess what? It's been done. It's the same thing with calling someone babe. Uh, an adult is not a baby, yet it was promoted through music and movies and so on. These are called psycholinguistics. You can actually go into neurolinguistics because eventually it changes your whole perception of things subconsciously as you dehumanize each other by using non-human terms on each other. That's the scientific world in which we live today. It didn't just evolve that way. It was planned that way by specialists, by scientists who were employed by those who run the world through money and power and old estates and through families that have acquired the wealth down through millennia, initially by force and then by law. It's called taxation. Taxation is nothing more than taking your labor in the form of money. And in the feudal system, it used to be 60% of your produce was taken by the feudal overlord if you were a tenant farmer. Today, 60% of your income is taken by government. So nothing has really changed except it's more cleverer. Charles Galton Darwin himself, uh, a grandson of Charles Darwin, and, and the Galton Darwin was a physicist working for Britain. He said we are now in the process of creating a more sophisticated form of slavery. The best form of slavery is, is one where the public don't know that they are actually slaves. Today, people are trying to fight to hold on to something which was never theirs. It is a form of slavery. It's an inhumane system where we're separate from other people. If we don't care what happens to other people, not only in our own countries, but to those outside our own countries, as we go over and bomb the hell out of them and blast wedding parties off the map by mistake and all this kind of stuff, if we don't care about that, then eventually the wolf will come run to you using the same techniques and there'll be no one to cry for you. So we better start regaining some humanity back, at least those who are able to do so. For a lot of people, they're too far gone. A lot of people who live in the television box and inside computers can no longer tell the difference between fantasy and fiction. That was another process talked about by people like uh, Lord Bertrand Russell, who helped plan a lot of this agenda uh, for the globalists. He was part of them. He came from a long lineage of top uh, uh, 
will be totally unaware of. Uh, this was also stated by Brzezinski in his book, um, The Technotronic Era. Uh, the book was called Between Two Ages, the chapter, The Technotronic Era. He said the same thing. A form of science would be used on the public shortly, of which they would be oblivious. They would control their minds, their thoughts. He says that eventually they would have no opinions of their own. All they would be able to do is, is repeat and parrot what they'd heard on the previous night's news, because they would then expect the media to actually exist, to do the reasoning for them. Fifty years ago, or less even, the public are more savvy when it came to governments. They knew through word of mouth, because people used to communicate much more often than um, that the big barns of media always worked for the ultra-rich, and so you didn't believe anything that they spun towards you. Not today. The public don't question the media. They don't question the famous faces that they've grown up with. And that's why those famous faces get paid so much money, is to stay there their whole lives. So that those generations grow up seeing them, thinking, this is Big Brother here, he'd never lie to me. Meanwhile, and, and the Gulf War Two or Gulf War Part Two, we should call it, we find all these famous faces suddenly are called embedded reporters with the military, meaning they're sworn to go along with the military and, and of course, the propaganda spin that would go along with it. So really it was called embedded, not embedded reporters. They were in bed. Then, of course, it's declassified that the main characters you've grown up with, uh, uh, like Dan Rather, Arthur Schlesinger and others, worked for the CIA. Well, what a surprise, eh? What a surprise. And it's no different in Britain or anywhere else. That's how we're controlled. The next step, of course, is the technotronic equipment, which is widely exposed by Nick Bagage and others. They've had this technology for a long time. They can send thoughts directly to not only an individual's brain, but to a whole nation's if need be. Back in a few seconds after these messages. We must
most people really don't understand it at all. They only think that their system is just now being changed, but in fact, it's been changed many times down through the last 150-odd years, at least, with different depressions. There are three depressions prior to the Great Depression, three of them in the late 1800s, when three of the major bankers, Morgans, etc., gold got together and crashed the economy and looted the pension funds, etc., of ordinary people. This was standard practice in the 1800s. This tends to get forgotten about because of all the other wars that were going on uh, at the time. Uh, they, they love depressions and they have them every so often. That's why they've never really changed the system so they can always bring another one on again when need be. We know that money is just a con game. It's a trick to induce people to go for an idea, an idea being a value and a price. A price is only someone's idea of something. We're all trained to believe it's something concrete like government, where government itself is just an idea. It only becomes concretized when we truly uh, forget that it's an abstraction. It is abstract in its concept. And uh, we allow it to bully us and dictate over us, then we have a force against us. Uh, Jefferson and others warned uh, the people uh, long ago because they had the same tyranny then. They'd watched the, the, the European countries. They knew how a small band of elite wealthy people could get together, take over countries through uh, debt creation, run the finances, and then collect the debt through basically confiscating all the property of the countries and creating standing armies, sending them off to fight with other countries and grabbing the loot of those countries. Don't forget today that the United States, which is today's strong arm man for the New World Order, uh, is, has looted parts of the Middle East big time. On the CBC television in Canada, prior to the Iraq invasion, we saw a program, a documentary special, now, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation is our form of the BBC. It's sponsored and paid for by our tax money through the government. We did a documentary special on, on all of the ancient uh, artifacts that were in the museum in Baghdad. And there was a guy in New York and a guy in Texas who were taking bids before the army went in, remember, to Iraq taking bids on all those artifacts for multi-billionaires who wanted them in their private collections. And if you remember, uh, the troops were held outside that museum. When they did go in, it was looted already, which meant there was CIA cooperation in there. And sure enough, all those people who put the bids in got their little private artifacts. That's the reality of looting and plunder and war. It's nothing to do with what you're told. The other side effect, as I said, is that your whole society now back home in every Western country is now a police state. You just haven't seen the laws enforced uh, right down the line yet. They're all on the books. They're all approved. The agencies are ready with their agendas, and the public are being kept in the dark. The police 
and the military are being trained to be ultra-paranoid of the general public now. They're getting back to looting. It was discussed here in Canada again uh, that the Air Force had bombed all the old obsolete oil refineries in Iraq. And, of course, the American taxpayer would have to fund the rebuilding of new up-to-date ones, which, of course, then would be given over for peanuts to certain corporations once they were built and up and running. That's what war is about. That's why the skull and the bones of Yale University exists. That's the pirate flag, you see. Uh, There's plunder. They see no problem with plunder and looting under friendly faces and indignant faces, indignant because those monsters over there obviously are behind all the world's problems, according to them. They dehumanize an enemy before uh, to get the public riled up against them. And unfortunately, this technique has worked down through the ages, time after time, with the, the dark, unthinking masses ready to put on uniforms and go off and fight. They don't benefit themselves, and they don't seem to mind that the bosses above them do benefit. I'll be back in a few minutes. Intel Report, the real talk radio show. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and I'm back again, filling for John Stadmiller today. I've been talking the last couple of hours, really, from the previous show on to this one, about the agenda and how old this agenda is. It's an agenda that decided long ago, those participants at the top, long before Darwin came on the scene, they decided that there were two types of people in the world, three really, themselves, the elite, which shown by their hereditary ability to gain more and more wealth and to hold on to it down through the generations. This is where the whole idea about good breeding came in. They really, really believed in that. They had their wives chosen for them from similar families. And what you saw was the interbreeding of the psychopathic types at the top. Not stupid psychopaths, clever psychopaths. Ones who would not lose their tempers in public, but could use arts of persuasion to get the public to do whatever they wished. Because one of the great skills of a psychopath is to manipulate others into doing your work for you. So they studied people, they studied, they they funded the psychology sciences into existence. Uh, All top data concerning uh, the study of great populations uh, went to them first because then they can see how to proceed at every particular level. The conclusions about the average person are really very simple. Uh, The male will go through milestones, the female goes through her milestones. Uh, the male, by nature, will want to get a wife. Um, he's driven with a sexual impulse, uh, impulse, which is to procreate. He doesn't think about the children at the time. That's nature again, because it doesn't care what you think or what you go through. It only wants to make sure of 
survival of the species and all species and every species. But they also knew that the family down through the ages was the last vestige of a tribal system. It was a tribal system which used to stand up against conquerors or invaders. The family still, especially the extended family, and they had those 20, 30, 40 years ago, they stand up together as one when one of their members was in trouble with the big authority. They had to smash that, and they wrote about it, that they would destroy the family unit. They'd do it through attacking the psychology of the female. Therefore, they funded the women's liberation into existence. They, they put out, they, they put it full steam ahead to get a contraceptive pill. They funded that to the hilt, just as much as today they fund the genetic research to the hilt, because that was a priority, must be. Uh, and sure enough, once they got the women into the workforce, mainly in World War II, which again is another function of war, is to alter society, um, you find that there's no real family anymore. Most people, even here in Canada, are socialized to expect government agencies to take care of all their major problems. A few years ago, there was a, a, a child care uh, strike, basically, which is funded partly, and I don't know if it's all funded now by government. At that time, it was partly funded by government, and um, they were talking to women in the street who demanded that the government do something because it was their job to look after their children. That's what's changed. That's what's changed. They actually expected government to take care of their children as a natural right. And that's the new normal now. We have agencies um, taking care of all these major problems while we, the adults, are supposed to go out to work and then play. Just play forever like eternal children. While our betters do all the hard work at the top. We don't have to worry our pretty little heads about anything. It's all been taken care of by the experts. Bertrand Russell again said that they would create a society that would be unable to do anything without the opinion of an expert. And so you get experts pulled out of the hat every day on the media, and we automatically, Pavlov's dogs, go into a coma and get downloaded whenever an expert appears in front of us. We don't want to think anymore, we just get downloaded. He must be telling the truth. After all, he's the expert. And through the propaganda of experts, we can be made to believe anything at all, including global warming. It's surprising how few people really see the spraying in the skies that are altering, that's altering the weather. The heavy spraying uh, of the polymers and the, 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 the aluminum content within it, barium too, there's different metallic substances there. This was all talked about in the 1950s, so they would do this um, by, it was Teller, who was the inventor of the atom bomb. He said, if we sprayed the skies with these metallic particles in a carrier-type solution, we can create a great uh, circuit across the, the world, and then we could use um, standing wave-type technology to send signals across the world, alter the weather, and also they talked about altering the moods, perception, and the minds of the general public. They said it would be a fantastic weapon.
treaty. Now, there's two treaties to do with that. One is commercial aircraft, the other one is military. Look at the one with the military, and you'll see this strange wording because they don't go into any detail as to why these military jets would be flying over specific areas every day. They're followed by observation jets. Well, the observation jets are there in actual fact to take samples of the spraying and find out if they have the right mix and the right quantities in the atmosphere. And the public have no idea that this is going on. At least most of them don't. Whenever they spray these things, the sun uh, is reflected back and forth billions of times on these tiny, tiny particles. Therefore, the heat is trapped in underneath this canopy and the heat builds up. They then use the harp technologies which cause thunderstorms, tremendous um, winds, which can all be read about in the harp treaty uh, or the actual um, the, uh, weather warfare treaty signed at the United Nations in about 78. Uh, they can cause all of these effects which you're witnessing now, which are all being blamed on global warming, uh, blamed again on us. Most people will buy this because they believe the propaganda they cannot think for themselves, and they, even when their perceptions will tell them, if they looked up, that the sky is crisscrossed with trails every day, they still won't believe it. They will deny their own sensibilities and believe the man on television who is more real to them than you, I, or the person next door. That's a sad state of affairs. This is the kind of mind control that Zygmunt Brzezinski was talking about. It's here, and it works. It works very, very well. Uh, in Canada here, too, there's a little town not too far from me called Espanola. Espanola was being sprayed back in the 80s by planes that came across the Great Lakes from the U.S., military aircraft, and they're getting sprayed low-level daily. The people there uh, were noticing all kinds of strange side effects. Uh, and they even noticed that the deer in the forest were having stillbirths. So were the humans. All people were having allergies and coughs and infections, bronchial types infections. The people of Espanola took this to the courts in Canada. Uh, the court eventually went to the, to the High Court, the Supreme Court, where it was admitted there was an arrangement between Canada and the U.S. to use Espanola as guinea pigs. They wouldn't say for what purpose. That's what we mean to our own supposed governments. We are guinea pigs. That same experiment now is happening on a worldwide scale. They had been testing it on the British public too. Look into my website. You'll find some of the stuff on Norwich when the Navy was spraying stuff off from the sea and the wind would bring it across whole massive area uh, it also had cadmium in it which was highly carcinogenic that's what we are to the people who rule our countries they are not nationals they are internationals they're further and even beyond being internationalist uh, they are utter complete psychopathic elitists and they see us as a complete separate species they, they view the peasant of China no higher or lower than the peasant of the U.S., Canada, Britain, France, or anywhere else. That's the reality. And we've got to be better stop falling 
flag-waving nonsense because the psychopath knows how to pull up the tribal emblems that have made sure you understand through indoctrination and they drape themselves with them every time they want you to go off and do their dirty work for them and you will suffer in the long run and uh, you will gain nothing from it. That's the sad reality. The public are predictable. It's a science. A science gleaned over centuries and centuries and maybe thousands of years of studying human personalities and the, the way that the masses work. That's why so much money and study has gone into anthropology and zoology and all the other ologies to do with behavior, etc. Once you understand it, you can exploit it, and it's been exploited right up to the present time. We are not simply <laughs> living our lives with uh, uh, drama being thrown at us and fiction and movies for our enjoyment. It certainly keeps us off the streets, but with everything that you watch, there's always a, a little bit of a, a program there for you to believe in uh, and, and reinforced by emotion. That's what fiction's all about. It's called predictive programming. Predictive programming was really hatched out of Tavistock uh, in, in London, where they knew from World War One that uh, the public would tune in every day to a series of fictional stories if you left them with a cliffhanger every day where the hero was about to be killed or just hanging on or whatever, uh, the people would literally stop all that they were doing and tune in at the same time next day. Well, that was behavior modification when you stopped your daily routine from something else which intrudes. That's simple behavior modification. The next part is to get you to emulate and, and be downloaded with the little ideas that are inserted in the fictional plot because if you had a lecture on the same subject your censor part of your mind is up and on guard if you think you're being entertained your shields are down and you're being downloaded that's also what Brzezinski was referring to with this new mind control system most people are living a fantasy the reality is already a fantasy they've been brought up in it there's not hardly anything real in their world. The people themselves and how they interact with each other is not even a natural human way of interaction. Parents hardly even communicate with their children anymore. In fact, they don't know them. Lord Bertrand Russell, once again, in his experimental schools of the early 1900s, where he pushed uh, pre-pubertal sex on the children and was allowed to under authorization of the British Crown, where anybody else doing that would have been in the prison, um, he said if we can get the people to be, the children to be promiscuous before puberty and really exaggerate the need for it throughout puberty and into adolescence, he says they will never mate and stay with a single partner for the rest of their life. And so that was part of his agenda. He also talked about um, the methods of conditioning uh, were so perfect back in the 1920s in his experimental schools that any input the child received from the parents at night on a moral standpoint he called it contaminated ideas contaminated old fashioned ideas he said it will be a null and void because the scientific technique of indoctrination will, will overcome it well 
uh, where they said that they'd have to separate the generations. And they did it, of course, by making each one think, uh, this is your generation, this is your music, uh, we'll design this for you, and uh, this is, these are your types of movies. Uh, because they understand that that which is instilled and super-driven into the minds of the young is called uh, psychic driving from the experiments at MK Ultra. Uh, it will be superimposed in their minds all through their lives. So therefore the generation born with uh, Pink Floyd and so on will always enjoy Pink Floyd till they're very old people. Uh, these are all sciences which are perfectly well understood in the arts and entertainment industries were financed and publicly announced now that uh, uh, the U.S. CIA, the Departments of Culture Creation, not only in the U.S. itself, and guided it for the last 50, 60 years, but also financed the same thing in offices across the whole of Europe. Nothing is there by chance. Even the songs you like, even the movies you like, and uh, all the other arts as well. They also wanted to create a form of apathy to break the generations from each other. They said that we could destroy the art of form and belonging by creating nihilism, nihilistic art, uh, beyond the Picasso. And they funded these artists to, to bring out this kind of stuff and say it was great. And the public will look at it like the king has no clothes and says, yes, I guess it is because you all say so. It must be great stuff. Well, that is your reality. There's nothing, there's hardly a thing in it that's real, even the way you interact with each other today. Sad state of affairs, but that's what I mean. Until you realize what you're fighting for, and, and have actually debated what you're fighting for, uh, then you're born to lose. You cannot save a system which has already gone down the tubes. The elite know this too. It wasn't designed to last forever under its present form. And they've all decided what the next phase of the system will be. It's just that the present public don't know it yet. They'll only fight to try and stop time with all of its corruption here and now. And they hope, personally, each person hopes they can get through and retire before all hell breaks loose. And maybe die before it breaks loose. Well, we can't sit back and leave it to the next generation. It's up to us now to speak out now and do something about this. Back in a few minutes. For today's talk, which is a, a crammed talk, I guess, because it was all kind of rather spontaneous. And uh, I know there's so much to put in to even a couple of hours, even three hours, when you realize the extent and the, the, the history, that the, how old this particular agenda is to many of those who helped bring it about. They believed in the the human side of it, they fell for it. They fell for the big lies, thinking they were going to create a better world for people, never knowing that the crooks at the top, the psychopathic types already had it figured out, that 
way, you don't have to blame the communists for that, because the communists were funded by the West, and the ones who put in the gradually increasing income taxes and property taxes in both Britain and the United States and all the Commonwealth countries, including Canada, was the Royal Institute for International Affairs and the Council on Foreign Relations read their histories, their own histories published by themselves because they proudly admit that, you see. In their world of the future, there's to be no private property. It's the same as the United Nations agenda, which is habitat areas where you pay rent only. You'll have no money as you know it today. So money is only a means to an end for the big boys. It's us that are supposed to believe in it. And uh, they only give us credits down the road issued by governments, which you cannot save up. You'll use it and, and it'll start off uh, with the same amount every every week. Again, that was written by Bertrand Russell, Walter Bertrand Russell, in The Impact of Science on Society and in Roads to Freedom. So I hope you've learned something in this fast-going talk to realize how old it is, start questioning your own existence, your own reality, start formulating ways to put across your ideas to other people because this way has come to the end of the road. We need another way, and you cannot close Pandora's box. You cannot go back to something which was never yours in the first place. It was just as corrupt in your dad's day as it is in yours. We need another way, and it has to come out in dialogue, and not by professional people, but by ordinary people. This has to be discussed with every individual on the planet, because it does affect everybody on the planet. And that's going to take some doing. However, as the old story, the small things, all great things start with a small step. That's so true. And so it's the wise ones now with knowledge who've got to come forward and start the process. The youngsters don't have a chance. Their IQ is actually dropped because of the inoculations that have been given. They have no education, so to speak. They have no historical knowledge as well, except from what they get from Hollywood. And uh, they're very, very confused. Uh, the people now, in their middle age and, and just a bit younger, are the ones that will make the difference now for the last generation who can. I hope uh, you've got something out of what I've been talking about today. Please look into my website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com, and listen to my free talks. All the best for now. Alan Watt, over and out.